podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC. And folks, we are in the aftermath of Liverpool 2, Atletico Madrid 0 in the Champions League. The Reds with a comfortable victory over the Spanish champions, securing not only qualification to the knockout phases, but qualification as group winners. And as you know, that is important. It does get you a more favourable draw most times in the knockout stages. So all good from a Reds perspective. To recap the match, Liverpool lined up with Alisson Becker in goal. Trent at right back. Joel Matip back into the team next to Virgil van Dijk. And Costa Simicus in at left back for Andy Robertson. Had suggested yesterday that maybe... That might be an idea for Kloppel, and that's what he went with. And he got his reward because I thought Costas played well. In midfield, Jordan Henderson lined up with Fabinho in the number six position, and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain kept in the team despite a poor performance at the weekend. And again, he rewarded the manager's faith. Up front, Diogo Jota came in for Bobby Firmino, and it was Salah, Jota and Mane. Liverpool started the game quite brightly. And took an early lead. The Reds building down the right-hand side. Good interplay between Salah, Henderson and Trent. An absolute peach of a cross from Trent that no Atletico Madrid defender dealt with. And Diogo Jota, Johnny on the spot from five yards out, six yards out. Great header past Jan Oblak. And it was 1-0 on 13 minutes. On 21 minutes... Sadio Mane made it two. Really good work from Mane coming in from the left-hand side. Gave it to Henderson, who shifted it on to Trent. A cross-come shot that went through a a mass of bodies. um, Mane had made his burst into the box, got his foot on it, and put it past the goalkeeper to make it 2-0. And at that point, it was all looking very, very good for the Reds. Atleti did come back into it, and the next... 10-15 minutes were quite even. They started to threaten a little bit. Started to get a little bit of control in midfield. But on 36 minutes, the game was over as the contest. Felipe, Atletico Madrid centre-back, sent off in bizarre circumstances. Atletico had been attacking. Liverpool broke on a counter. About halfway between... Our penalty box in the halfway line, maybe a little bit closer to the halfway line. Felipe clipped the heels of Sadio Mane. One of those cynical professional fouls to stop a counter-attack. It's a yellow card. There's there's no doubt about it. It's just a yellow card foul, and you move on from there. But the referee sent the player off. Now, at the time that he took his cards out, he was gesturing to Felipe to come to him. In the immediate build-up to this, there'd been a couple of niggly little fouls, a couple of little flaring of tempers, and the game was threatening to start to boil over a little bit. So whether the referee wanted to take a couple of seconds out of the game and kind of kill the tension, whether he wanted to just make a big show of giving the player the yellow card, because that referee is very much about himself. He wants to be, you know, centre stage. I don't know, but Felipe wouldn't walk over to him 
and was shown a straight red card, which was bizarre, because the foul was in no way a red card-worthy foul. You could understand if it was a yellow for the foul and a yellow for dissent for not coming over. That would have been fine. If he'd shown them two yellows and then a red, that would have been understandable. To show him a straight red was just bizarre. For VAR not to involve itself was even more bizarre. Um, I would imagine that referee is going to face uh, a small bit of an investigation by UEFA for his performance. He was dreadful throughout, not just for them, but for us as well. Sadio got kicked up in the air at one point, and he very aggressively was gesturing at him to get up. Sadio was fouled, and he booked him for getting fouled. And just throughout the game, he intervened in the most nonsensical ways and spoiled the game. And the game was spoiled from there. Now, we could have scored a couple more. Uh, Jota had a good-headed chance. Salah had an opportunity to play the ball into Jota and just overran it a little bit. Joel Matip had a chance. We did have the ball in the net, Jota, for, for a third goal, but it was ruled offside. They had the ball in the, le- in the net. Uh, Luis Suarez volley from the edge of the box that hit Joel Matip and deflected past Allison, also ruled offside. And then the game kind of became a non-event. The last 25 minutes seemed to take an eternity to play out as both teams made substitutions. It's a good win for us. And that's all that really matters. I think it's clear Atletico Madrid made a mistake. Simeone made a mistake with the, the team he sent out, going with only two in midfield and three in attack. Not the way to play against Liverpool at Anfield. If you're going to play a back three against Liverpool, you've got to have five in midfield. You've got to have five in midfield. Because if you're leaving your defence man-on-man with our front three, you've got to outnumber us in midfield. Or at least go man-to-man with us. And you've got to have players that can take care of our full-backs as well. And they left themselves exposed. We swamped them in midfield. Henderson and Oxlade-Chamberlain having their best games in in a long time. For Henderson, probably his best game since that November to February run he had in the title-winning scene, uh, season. rather. Um, for Ox, it probably dates back even further. Now, he's had a, they've both had good individual games here and there, but not against this calibre of opposition. This was the best we've seen from either of them against a really good team in a long, long time. And it was good to see. They created a lot of chaos, a lot of turnovers. They pressurised Rodrigo de Paul and Koke, ran them off the pitch. And it's it's a big plus for us. Another big plus, obviously, Fabinho starting, getting an hour in his legs. And then Thiago coming on for him and getting half an hour, looking very comfortable, knocking the ball about. And all was good. All was, was, was very friendly. Um, great win. Great, great win. And like I say, we do top the group now on 12 points. Second in the group is Porto on five, then Atletico on four and and AC Milan on one point. AC Milan cannot qualify. Well, they, they could, but it's very unlikely that AC Milan would qualify from this group now. Um, The best they can probably hope for is, is Europa League. And even that looks Unlikely, we have Porto at home next. That game is on the 24th of November, and then we will travel to Milan on the 7th of December. 
You'd imagine that that Milan game, Jurgen Klopp will probably play a, a weakened team. Uh, he might leave certain players at home and not even not even have them travel. As things stand, if we go through as as group winners, we could face Paris Saint Germain, uh, Borussia Dortmund, Inter Milan, Barcelona, Villarreal, Lille, and none of them would scare you. Paris Saint Germain obviously have outstanding attacking talent. But defensively, they're a, a bit of a mess. They've no control in games. Now, it's likely that they can win that group. They've still got Bruges and Manchester City to play. If they beat City, they'll probably top the group. Um, if they get a draw, actually. Oh, no, they have to beat City. Sorry, they're a point behind it. If they beat City, they, they will top the group because they will beat Bruges. Um, or you'd imagine they'll beat Bruges anyway. So... They'd be the only team you'd really concern yourselves with. Dortmund can't defend. We'd wipe the floor with them. Inter are not close to what they were under Conte. Barcelona are a mess. Somehow, somehow Barcelona are second in their group on six points, despite having only scored two goals. Um, I I don't know that Barcelona will progress. It could well be Benfica, but we will fear neither of them. Villarreal or Atalanta to come out of Group F, I think we'd wipe the floor with either. And uh, Lille shouldn't be a problem. Now, it could also be Wolfsburg from that group or Red Bull Salzburg. That group is quite tight. But either way, as things stand, PSG are the only team we might have a bit of concern about. And even looking at the group winners beyond that and the English teams, like I, I don't think we'd fear City over two legs. Chelsea would be very difficult. I don't think we'd fear Juve because they're not the same as they were under Conte and Allegri. You wouldn't fear United in any way, shape or form. Uh, Bayern would be difficult. And Bayern have been outstanding in this Champions League thus far. Uh, Four games, four wins, 17 goals scored, two conceded. Real Madrid, uh, we owe them from last season. I don't think they'd worry us too much. Ajax, they're playing very well. Again, they're not a team that I'd be overly concerned about. There's not many teams out there that you'd look at and think you'd want to avoid that one. I think with this Liverpool team, we can comfortably go into pretty much any game and be very happy with where we stand. So, all good, all positive. The only negative from last night, Roberto Firmino, or Robert Firmino, as he was referred to on one broadcast, uh, picking up a hamstring injury. So he's probably out now till after the international break. He'll miss West Ham, but then we do have the break and it means he won't go with Brazil. So that is a positive in itself. You'd obviously want him for West Ham, but you'd rather he not have to go and play for Brazil. Um, Ox did have to go off with what looked like some tightness. Didn't look like an injury and Klopp has said he's fine. Curtis Jones missed last night's game with an eye injury. Uh, Klopp said he needs to lie down for a week so I'm not sure if he'll be available for West Ham but um, it's nothing long term and Joe Gomez missed out last night with a muscular injury and hopefully that's nothing too serious and Joe is back in the mix in the coming days Uh, but all positive, all positive for us getting Fab back, getting Thiago back confirming that we've won the group you can't really can't really go wrong And, and Diego Simeone looked left looking like the saddest man 
the world has ever known was, uh, and I say this as someone that loves loves him as a manager. It was great to see. He he just looked miserable standing on the sideline, unsure of what to do, couldn't really throw himself into the game. He was trying to calm his team down. I've never seen him do that. He's normally trying to amp them up even further. But, yeah, all good, all good. Uh, This is Anfield has lots of post-match coverage and um, all well worth the read. Um, There's also a piece about Curtis and Klopp's uh, Klopp's comments. There's a little piece in there as well about Robert Lewandowski, who may well be the biggest rival to Mo for the Ballon d'Or, scoring a hat-trick as Bayern stroll their way into the next round. Uh, Liverpool.com lead with a piece about Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain and his performance last night. And I think it's it's absolutely great to see um, that he's getting the recognition for that performance. He was really, really good. Really, really good. Purposeful, aggressive, good off the ball, beating his man, got a couple of shots away that were very, very Ox-like. He looked like he looked a little bit like pre-injury ox last night, and you know you, you don't want to fall into the trap of of falling in love with him again because you know the form can flitter here and there. But yeah, the ox that played last night looked like a real player again. Liverpool to beat eleven clubs to transfer of attacking midfielder as Felipe Coutinho set is set for return. Um, so this is the media digest place or Media Digest piece, rather. Uh, the midfielder that we're set to allegedly beat teams to is Fabio Carvalho of, um, of Fulham, who is very, very highly rated. Leeds, West Ham, Tottenham, Southampton, Benfica, Porto, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, Borussia Dortmund, Lyon, and AS Monaco allegedly all interested. So he does have some big, big options there. Um RB Leipzig have confer- confirmed in a statement they will not be moving for Michael Edwards after rumours on Wednesday had linked him with the German club. Oliver Minslat denies Michael Edwards from Liverpool rumours to the zone, stating, Michael Edwards will not be our sporting director. The fact that we are looking for a sporting director, the fact is that we are looking for a sporting director fits the club, our philosophy and direction. I assume what he means there is he wants somebody who knows how to get from Salzburg to Leipzig and back. And that's probably about it. Uh, Philippe Coutinho could be on course for return to England with Newcastle. They're going to sign someone like that. They're going to sign Coutinho or Hazard or Isco or somebody who's going to prove to be somewhat of a disaster for them. Uh, Liverpool have supposedly been dealt a blow with Barcelona winger Usman Dembele potentially set to sign a new deal with the new camp. That's not a blow for anybody other than Barcelona. Um, Borussia Dortmund have come out to hit back at claims about Jude Bellingham going to Liverpool. He says, when we signed Jude last year, many clubs were interested in him. He made a conscious decision in favour of Borussia Dortmund and the concept we presented to him. His development from Dortmund is far from over. His head is very clear and he has a good environment that helps him put his rapid development into perspective that Jude is already showing consistency in his achievements was not to be expected when we signed him. Uh, I don't think 
Bellingham will leave Dortmund until 2023 personally. They generally only sell one big player a year. I think it's obviously going to be Haaland in 2022 and Bellingham then in 2023. So plenty of time for Jürgen and whoever the sporting director are, is at the time to you know, hoard some money, save it up, and then try and buy uh, a midfielder that I think we would all love to see playing for the Reds. Uh, on AnfieldIndex.com, there is the player ratings from Stephen Smith for last night's game against Atletico Madrid. So I'm just going to read the piece because why wouldn't I? Uh, Alison Becker, 7 out of 10. I hope he enjoyed the show. The disallowed goal was one of his few moments in a quiet game. He saved. He had no shots on target to deal with other than the disallowed goal. Trent Alexander-Arnold, 9.5. The best right back in world football. Continues to show his amazing talent and outrageous delivery. Two assists and a brilliant setting of game tempo in the first half and control throughout. Came off in the dying seconds to a standing ovation. Costa Simicus, 7.5. Assured and reliable, his delivery offers so much on the left-hand side. And he is now a serious contender to become first-choice left-back. Joel Matip, 7.5. Steady and reliable is what was called for. And... and could have had a goal. Back in place as Van Dijk's big game partner. Disappointed in Stephen here. He hasn't mentioned uh, Joel Matip's epic tantrum uh, late in the game when a free kick was given against him that I think really should have boosted his score to a nine. It is, it's a world-class temper tantrum um, for a grown man to have. It's tremendous stuff. Virgil van Dijk, 7.5, a game of effortless quality with Fabinho patrolling in front. We can see the spine complete, and that enables Virgil to dominate the back line. Jordan Henderson, 7.5. A very good game, and perhaps a mixture of Fabinho holding and a quiet word from Klopp. Saw him excel throughout his best performance as an eight in a long time. Stepped into the six after Fab was subbed off. Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, 7.5. Clearly enjoyed playing from the left, and there were moments where, Ox, where the Ox of old looked primed to explode. A very good performance and one he needs to build upon. 75 minutes of encouraging play. Fabinho, 8. Dominant, intelligent, and his positioning allows the defence so much relief. It can be no coincidence that the two 8s on display had very good games with their world-class enforcer patrolling the pitch. 60 minutes of control and hopefully set for West Ham at the weekend. Sadio Mane, 8.5. Dangerous and angry in his play. Clearly wanted to hurt Madrid. And his goal was fed from that anger, withdrawn for his own well-being, as Atletico would have gotten him a second jello. His half was brilliant, and Liverpool need that from him over the season. I fully agree with that. Diogo Jota, 8.5. A real goal threat, and the rotation seems to be keeping all the forwards on their toes. Scored a great header. Saw Jano Black save one from close range, and had a goal disallowed. A true striker's performance. Mo Salah, 8.5. So much pa- he caused so much panic that those around him are beginning to benefit from it more and more. Could and should have scored in a good performance that saw the right side revolve around his movement and skill, the world's greatest player. And then the subs, uh, Thiago Alcantara, seven. A wonderful sight to see this man return, so controlled and elegant. Bobby Firmino, six. Came on for Sadio, had to come off. Taki Minamino, six. Will be happy with the involvement. Divock, six. On for Bobby little bit disappointed here. There's no mention of his incredible attempt late in the game that uh, nearly killed half the, the stand. 
And uh, Nat Phillips, not applicable, came on just for a few seconds. And a 9.5 from Jurgen Klopp. Every decision was correct and his balance and motivation side was perfect. The ideal lead up to West Ham and response to the Brighton collapse seems to have Simeone's card marked and takes the side into the knockout stages. In summary, Diego Simeone has a real want to beat this side, but we will have to wait. Liverpool cruised and outclassed the Spanish outfit without much bother. A dominant display that was underpinned by the return of Fab and Thiago. As a contest, the match ended with Felipe's red card and what could have been another tense affair. Klopp would have been happy to rotate from the bench and see his side glide to the second half. And and that is it for that piece. Uh, that is it for the writing. In terms of podcasts, lots going on on Anfield Index Pro. The latest edition of Scouted is out. Uh, not Yes, the latest edition of Scouted should be out. Myself and Carl previewing um, West Ham. We also had a bit of a chat about a couple of other things. The Newcastle manager situation. We had a question from Andy Wales that got some answer there. We had a little bit of a chat about the game last night as well. Uh, there was obviously a post-match roll last night. Myself, Trev and Harry Setti. There is a Euro incision coming out today. Guy Drinkle and Themis, which should be well worth your while. Rival Recon should be out either today or tomorrow. Harry normally gets it out on the Thursday, but could just push into the Friday, but it will be out. And Moby on the spot will be out today. Jan and Trev having themselves a good old chat. So make sure you give that one a listen. And that's it for today, folks. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.